0: You wanna learn from other people around. You wanna learn from mentors and coaches, as you said, that have been there and done that, but take the gifts inside of you and then craft up the light that
1: you want. Hey there, how are you? My fellow fire-breathing dragon, you know who it is. It's your host and coach, Joseph Surfatti, and we're back with another episode of the Mindfully Resilient Podcast. Yes, episode number 25, 25 episodes I am so fired up and I I hope you're fired up today too. I hope you got that laser focus dialed in to get after, to get after your goals, to make an impact, to make a change in your life and that of others. If you feel like the dials are all jammed up, are all sticky and you can't move them, don't worry my friend, do not worry. Because I have a very special guest joining me In today's episode who will help you get that mind right and create the positive impact for yourself and for others you'll be a mind right maniac before you know it that's right my friends if you hadn't guessed it already today I am joined by the one and only Todd Durkin yes Todd is uh, the founder of Fitness Quest 10 down in San Diego, California, which is an award-winning five-time top 10 gym in the U.S., where he works with high-profile clientele and elite professional athletes, including more than 75 NFL and 25 MLB players. He has coached two Super Bowl MVPs and a World Series MVP, two Heisman Trophy winners, Olympic gold medalists, MMA World champions and countless other pro athletes. He's been in business for 20 years and leads a team of 42 amazing people. Todd is a two-time Trainer of the Year, a Jack Lalanne Award winner for lifetime achievement, and was a finalist on the 2016 NBC TV series Strong. By the way, it's now available on Netflix. He holds a coveted spot as a member of the Under Armour training team and travels around the world for speaking engagements and keynote talks both in and out of the fitness industry. Todd reaches more than 250,000 people through his social media, his Dose of Durkin emails, his Todd Durkin Impact Show podcast, and most recently for 99 days since the start of the pandemic, the Good News Network, the GNN, that's right. He's also the author of three amazing books that you got to have in your library. First one is The Impact Body Plan, a 10-week body, mind, and soul transformation book. The second one is The Wow Book, 52 Ways to Motivate Your Mind, Inspire Your Soul, and Create Wow in Your Life. And most recently, which came out June 2, 2020, is Get Your Mind Right. 10 Keys to Unlock Your Potential and Ignite Your Success. Now, let me tell you something about the book, Get Your Mind Right. I had the honor, the opportunity to be part of his book launch team in May and in June. And, And still part of it, still promoted because it is an amazing book. You will feel his passion and care emanate from every word of Get Your Mind Right. It will be like he's right there in your corner coaching you on your journey to be the best version of yourself. And I'm certain you will walk away with many nuggets of wisdom from the key lessons he shares in this book. Wisdom that will inspire you to make at least one little change in your life, to be 1% better every day, as he puts it. Get your mind right will make you laugh, smile, and even shed some tears. Trust me, I shed a couple of tears while reading this book and uh, there are a couple of chapters that really hit the heart. But ultimately, it will impact you in ways you never believe as it has with me and help you listen to the whispers of your heart. You know, Todd is uh, one of those coaches and mentors who will ignite the fire in your soul to get after it without a doubt. Heck, for what I think, what, as I previously mentioned, for 99 days in a row, he was on Facebook Live and Instagram Live since the start of the self-quarantine and physical distancing safety measures were put in place in, around the globe, giving other mind-right maniacs a refill of hope to not give in and find a way to thrive in the best way they can, given the circumstances physically and emotionally. So it was like you had a coach every day, no matter where you looked, no matter where you listened, reminding you that you can indeed achieve greatness. You know, his mantra, Get Your Mind Right, is the foundation for growth and success in all aspects of life. It has become, personally, something I've been repeating to myself when I must shift perspective, when I need to uh, remind myself to respond to a situation or get myself out of a rut. The way our actions are manifested relies on the quality of the mind. Now, let me share a little story with you. So, in, as part of the book launch team, the Get Your Mind Right book launch team, we're part of this Facebook group, this private Facebook group, so I decided, you know, I was coming up with these memes uh, to post on social media and I came across this photo of me with Todd, and Sergeant Ken, two mentors who have been a huge influence in my professional and personal life. So, as I was, you know, so I was looking for this image to post one night, and it's probably one of my favorite photos in my album. Now I'm gonna try to describe it the best way I can. It's just a picture of me in the middle with Todd on my right and Ken on my left. And we're both like shouting looks like we're caught in the middle of a shout our mouths are wide open it looks like there's a a fierce growl coming out of us you know of uh, of, uh, just positive energy you know it was fun it was like a great photo it's really really fun to look at and I shared the story behind that photo and it, it really it hits hard it really hits me deep in the heart a really great story so in August of uh, 2018, all of, you know, all of you know this, or some of you know this already, I attended one of Todd's Impact Bootcamp workouts at the CanFit Pro Conference in Toronto. And it was the first time I attended, I officially attended a session he led. And this conference was 10 days. So back in 2018, as you know, it was 10 days following a layoff. And I was at a difficult crossroads at that time. Do I want to continue the office life, lead a life as a business analyst in the IT world, or pursue fitness, or coaching full-time. So I went into that conference with the goal to leave with an answer. After that session, at the end of it, I raised my hand during Q&A, holding back tears. Yes, I was holding back tears, and you could actually catch it. He actually posted a YouTube video last year following that conference, and I'm in the background, he, you, he's focused, and he's listening to somebody in the audience asking a question. That's me. And I was holding back tears as I was sharing my story. And I raised my hand, I asked, I said, it's not a question, I just want to say thank you. I, was just, I just went through a layoff, and I came here looking for an answer what I. what I'm going to do. I came out I have two decisions to make and you have helped me hit the reset button that's what I said and he ingrained into my soul the realization that quote-unquote I had a blank canvas and it was time to create art now that's impact now this photo here that I'm explaining with two guys I consider role models and mentors was taken the following year at the 2019 CanFit Pro Conference in Toronto on stage after the opening ceremonies while the photographers lined up the award winners for a photo op. At this point, I had taken a one-day mentorship with Todd as part of the pre-conference, the pre-con events. It was a one-day intensive where I shared my dream to be among the elite fitness professionals presenting and lead my own session. So as the crowd was exiting the auditorium, I bumped into Todd, and he wanted to get a picture with Sergeant Ken, who was on stage already. Knowing that I knew Ken, he looks at me and says, in a motivating, in the motivating tone that only Todd can do, and he said, "Come with again quote, come with me on stage. You gotta get used to it." And the photo was taken. At that point, he only knew me for a total of maybe 10 hours or so between the two conferences. And to be so supportive, to plant positive affirmations and to encourage my dream, you will not believe how much that hit the soul. So that is why I wear the Impact Band and to get your Mike Rubber Brand Band bracelet around my wrists, why I wear the gray MindRight Maniac hoodie Why I followed the GNN for 99 days. Why I listened to the Todd Durkin Impact Podcast twice a week. Why I wanted to be a part of the Get Your Mind Right book launch team. It was the least I could do to express gratitude and support for a coach and mentor who expressed a belief in someone else's dream. My dream. Todd, if you're listening to this or watching this, thank you for the impact. Now that's a huge intro intro right there, because now in our conversation, we talk habits, purpose, legacy, impact, and what is probably probably one of the best reads I've ever read, the Get Your Mind Right book. All right, my friend, it's time to put on the gray hoodie, feel the contagiasm, yes, the contagious enthusiasm, and become a mind-right maniac with my mentor, Todd Durkin. I'm going to dive right into it. And you gave me no choice. I love it. You, let's, let's do it. You are like on my B Hag list. Well, you were now. You were my <laughs> B Hag. Wow. And in a way, after reading this book, mm. you're my Kevin Plank. Ooh. Because the guts you had in, in the chapter where you talk about meeting with Kevin mm. in chapter three. And to pitch your idea to Under Armour, that was mm-hmm. like, you know, you, you went into a little bit of detail, but not in much detail. And I'm curious to what went through your mind that day. Um, you know, how, you know, the nerves are like, okay, what am I going to ask him? And mm-hmm. did you rehearse everything in your mind before going up to him? Mm-hmm. So for me, when I, I was like, okay, I got to have TD because you are part of the inspiration as well for this podcast.
0: Mm. Mm.
1: And I was listening to it and I saw the message and I'm like, you know, this is what I love to do. It's my, my passion is to l- serve and lead people, mm. which fulfills my purpose to inspire and empower others. Mm. Mm. So that's how I started it. So here we are. I mean, wow. What, 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 uh, so what well, was,
0: can, well you first to, off, thank you. First off, thank you very much, Joseph. And, mm-hmm. I, I am really, really proud of you for the journey you've taken over the last several years. And to see you now doing a podcast and empower people is is so awesome. And when you find your purpose and you're working hard and you're doing that, that's what that's what life's all about is is finding that harmony and that rhythm. And uh you're doing such an awesome job and I appreciate your support. Um to answer your question about the Kevin Plank thing. I think sometimes People will read something or hear something, see an accolade or an award or an accomplishment. They say, well, how'd that get done? And it's interesting when I look back, um, it was 2006 when I had that interaction uh, with Under Armour, is it really was a series of events that happened prior to that that led me up to the day where I met uh, with Under Armour in that very fateful meeting. Uh, And then you could stem it all the way back. You know, when, when I look at my back injury uh, that led me down this circuitous route of working with, you know, many different mentors in 12 different cities over five years, it led me to working with body workers and healers and and it, it eventually led me to open my own gym with no clients, no money, no business plan, which led me to become the sports massage therapist to the Chargers, which led me to work with a guy named Ladanian Tomlinson, who brought a guy by the name of Drew Brees, who brought me to the Pro Bowl that year. Mm-hmm. That's how that happened is because I work with, you don't just work with a, a Drew Brees. There was many things for over a decade that led up to that day. And what happened was one of the things I wanted to do when I was expanding my gym here in San Diego, California, um, Fitness Quest 10 is I knew that in order for me to expand my business, that it was gonna take another $10,000 a month in revenue to stay even with where I was at with my small 3,000 square foot studio. So I'm like, well, how do you just quote, create $10,000 a month because of the overhead of a half a million dollar expansion? I was like, wow, I mean, I'm gonna have to somehow create a lot of new things to support the additional 5,000 square feet and you know all, all this that we we're trying to create. So I created an intention card and, not, and on that intention card were seven things. And one of the seven things I had put down was I wanted to secure an apparel sponsorship. Now, I didn't know anyone from Under Armour or Nike or Adidas or name the the company. I just knew that that was an intention. And when I was working with Drew and he came back and had a MVP-type year and got voted to the Pro Bowl, that was because right after his shoulder surgery, he took my family to Hawaii with him. I'm on the sidelines in Hawaii and lo and behold, after practice number one, I hear someone from Under Armour introduce himself to one of the players standing two yards away from me. And when I heard it was Bill Hampton from Under Armour, I was like, whoop, I moved right over to Bill Hampton. And I said, excuse me, my name is Todd Durkin. I train Drew Brees. Um, and I would love the opportunity to work, uh, to, to work with Under Armour and talk with Under Armour about how I could help change the world by inspiring kids to fitness. He looked at me with kind of one eye open and said, hey, I'd love to talk to you about that. Can you meet tomorrow morning? I said, absolutely. So the story gets better because to me, that was my opportunity. I stayed up all night. It was like college college exams again. Stayed up all night and I wrote this proposal. And he said, how long have you been working on this proposal? And I'm like, a long time. Little do you know, I stayed up all night. I had this proposal just for this meeting. And that was the start of now I've been working with Under Armour for, I mean, what, 13, 14 years uh, in working with them and in becoming close with Kevin Plank and and uh, many folks uh, from Under Armour. But it was an intention. And it was being in the right place at the right time. And being in the right place at the right time was because for a series of years, I was, I was being intuitively led sometimes through setback sometimes through pain and adversity and everything else that eventually led me to to that
1: specific situation so good question joseph thank oh, you oh man that's awesome by the way i'm here with the right maniac og shepherd of <laughs> fire breathing dragons todd freaking durkin right here yeah, with me yeah. and i'm checking off one big <laughs> yeah. b hag on my list right now and you know what td has been an inspiration in my life since we met uh, a couple of years ago. And I just want to get back to the intention card because I found, I find it really interesting. Mm. And I actually, it's one of the things I pointed out here and we have these intentions, but it's about being intentional about them, right? We have these good intentions. I'm going to work out. i want to work out tomorrow, right? How many times do you have clients say, I'm going to see you, I'm going to work out later today. Right. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't fall. But we don't have the they have good intentions, but they don't follow through with them. Or uh, how about meeting up with an old friend?
0: Mm.
1: Right. And so let's let's meet up. Let's have coffee. We'll put it on the to do list. And John C. Maxwell in his book, Intentional Living, brings up all this whole case where, you know, why don't we take our shoulds and turn them to do's? hmm. Right. We Mm -hmm. should do this, do that. And you like, that was like the perfect example. And like you said, it all leads up to that. How do you get that experience? How do you, so yeah, we see these things where we people, we wonder how did they get those successes? Mm. And then I I think living with
0: intention is really important because there's a difference between intentions and goals, intentions and goals. Intentions, when you put an emotion behind something, Mm -hmm. you're living emotional about uh, what it is that you want to create or manifest. And when you set that intention, then you set specific goals. And again, those are exacting and those are time driven and all of those things that goals should be. But the intention is the emotion. It's the spirit behind what you want to do. It's the spirit behind your why. So if your why is I am designed to motivate, inspire people to greatness, if that's your why, that's your purpose in life. Well, my intention is that I'm going to create impact by um, doing many great things for other people, serving other people at Fitness Quest 10 and my books and mastermind all the things that I'm going to do. Then, in those intention cards, when when you're living with intentionality, it's the emotion of what you're going to do now. When you get really specific, that becomes goals. So, I'm going to train three times a week for 30 minutes um, by doing X, Y, Z. Those becomes goals that allow you to fulfill your intentions, which allow you to fulfill your purpose, which allow you to ultimately create the impact that you want. So, you're almost in essence reverse engineering your why. By living with intentionality, by living with uh, an emotion and a spirit and an energy that should actually fill you up, that, that emotion, that intention. So, when, Joseph, when you're like, hey, where do you get that energy from? That's because there's a strong purpose. There's emotions behind those intentions. And those emotional intentions allow me to set goals, which then give me that when I have the discipline to do those goals, then it all kind of goes right back to the top.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so you kind of like skirted into another question i'm to i wanted to ask you is you know who is todd Durkin beyond the business card right we have all these labels these titles but you what what drives you what is creating impact your why or is there something more than that greater than that
0: um well this the way i look at my life and the way i govern my my life is and this might seem morbid but i don't look at it as morbid i look at it as actually very very specific is by my tombstone statement mm-hmm. my tombstone statement when I mean, people are like, wow oh it's a tombstone statement it's at the end of the day what's my tombstone g- going to say about my legacy now joseph i'm going to live to i'm 110 years old october 10th uh 2082 and i'll be 110 years old Um, but on that tombstone, it's going to say, um, father, husband, trainer, coach, impact maker, right? So I know that those words, those five words are going to really be my legacy. And I know that everything I do now is, am I being a better father Am I being a, uh, how can I be a better husband? How can I be a better trainer and leader and coach? And hmm. and ultimately, how can I create more impact? I mean, you know, if it's going to say, and I've got a picture, it says the impact man in the middle of that tombstone, like the impact man, um, then I want to make sure that, you know, when you say, well, who is Todd Durkin beyond the trainer or the business owner, um, you know, you always heard well. yeah. And I've never really understood this. People say, well, what I do is not who I am. I'm like, that's kind of like, I, I, I hear that. Like what I do is not who I am. Cause honestly, I, I, I can't say that because what I do is who I am. Like what I do is, is I'm taking my spirit and essence and putting it into everything I do, whether it be I'm training people, I'm, I'm writing a book or I'm doing a talk or I'm at home. Like, I'm doing the things that are being uh, guided by my, my divine purpose. And um, while I'm not just a trainer, that's just one title, I actually like wearing different hats and titles because for me it's about a spirit that wherever I show up here at Fitness Quest 10, in my book, at home, on the field, when I'm volunteer coaching at my high school,
1: like that's my spirit. And to me that's what life's all about. Mm. You know, I just thought of something when that, that saying, what I do is not who, what, what I am or, or who I, I am. am. Mm-hmm. I just rephrased it and I wrote it down. What I do is a conduit for who I am. Mm-hmm. Exactly right. That's it.
0: Because you hear it you know, all the time. People like, well, you know, would you say what you do is who you are? And people are like, no, what I do is my job, but it's not really who I am. And I understand that. I, I get it, but I don't get it. Like, I don't get it because I believe that everything that I'm doing is so much who I am. Right. And, and, that, so, uh, that's just me. And, and that's a great way you said it as far as being a conduit that, you know, what you do is a conduit to really magnify and amplify who you are. So if you're training one person, uh, you know, you're training an elderly woman or a grandpa, grandma, kid, athlete, pro athlete, amateur athlete, someone who's got disease, whatever it may be. It's not about that title they are. It's about the spirit that they are, It's about how they're showing up and what they need that day. Because mm-hmm. last I checked, there's a lot of pro athletes who, who need as much help as uh, a mom or dad who's struggling with the stress of life when it comes to their own emotional or spiritual being as well something like, well, they got it all together. No, they don't. No, they, a lot of times they actually don't have it all together. And, and because you see them as, as a football player, right? So I understand if an athlete says, well, playing football is not who I am. I understand that. I understand that. But you could also say who you are can be
1: amplified by what you do. Yeah. Uh, and that's, it. you know what, there's a, a little story before the layoff in that old job I was in, I was miserable. Mm-hmm. I was miserable, it's not a secret. And like you said, the layoff was a blessing. I was, but I met up with uh, a coach, amazing coach, uh, Stephanie Weikert, Sergeant Ken's wife. And she helped me find a third option because my values included creativity, leadership. I love leading. So what happened was I was either for me, my options were either a or B Mm. quit risk financial burden uh, and, and pursue fitness full time or B stay in the job that I, that's draining me. Mm. Then she highlighted option C, what if I can use whatever I value, what if I can use my values, implement my talents, my skills into the current job and try to make the best of it and see how I can flourish. And it happened. I became a mentor to my co- some of my colleagues, some junior colleagues who later on became who elevated their game. And I led even the wellness program at, at, the, at the office. And I led a weekly boot camp, and I did some mindset coaching sessions while I was there. So I managed to use everything in there. And that's who I am. It's me. I'm compassionate and I want to lead. And that's oh. what.
0: Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Keep
1: going. No, no, go ahead. I go ahead. Well, go ahead. What
0: I was going to say is uh, let me make a prediction. I think your role as a mentor is going to grow significantly in the next year because I think there are going to be a lot of people who were, who are, in the boat that you were in, where they're in a corporate job and they're miserable and all the stuff that we're going through with COVID-19 and, and everything, they're looking to transition into doing something where they find fulfillment, where they find a deeper purpose. And they look at even fitness. They're like, you know what? I'd like to be a coach. I'd like to be a life transformer. I'd like to be a life coach. And they come across this guy named Joseph Cerfati. Who's this guy? Oh, he used to be in the corporate world, but he got laid off and he he transitioned and, tr- and changed and transformed now into a top mentor, top coach. And then all of a sudden now you are resonating with them because of the of the background that you went through. Now, you can't see that when you're going through it. When I met you on that day, when we're on stage and you're practically in tears thinking about, you know, where you're at in your life. I'm thinking mm-hmm. this is a blessing because now, Joseph, you have the ability to impact thousands of people who are going to be in a very similar situation, either by design that they're just not happy and life has got them down and they're looking for something more fulfilling or they got fired because of a company. couldn't, It could no longer afford to pay them. And they've got to scramble and look for something different. And let me tell you what you I'm preaching to the choir here, but the world needs more trainers, coaches, and life transformers than ever before. I mean, the, sure. the amount of darkness and, and, and negativity and pessimism that exists in the world today is at a, as in an appalling high. So we need people who are going to come in and spread light and motivation, and inspiration. Mm-hmm. And you are a perfect vessel for that because of what you've been through. So that excites me. That fires me up knowing that these people do have someone like yourself that understands when you're, when you're feeling down, you're feeling empty, you don't feel fulfilled. You feel scared to make that change because you don't know what's on the other side. These are all things that are real, real feelings and emotions. And uh, I mean, you talk about mindfully resilient, uh, you know, you epitomize that, obviously.
1: Mm, Thank you. No, it's, it's, it. it, that's the thing, you know, and I always say, you know, seek your choir, surround Mm. yourself with people are going to make your soul sing. And that's what we need. And having a coach or a mentor in your corner will, you know, you, you just, you said it right there. They've been where you are today mm-hmm. they're just further along the journey than you are and i always compare it to somebody going down a dark hallway you're with a buddy that person's already been down that dark hallway so he's going to tell you what tools you need to get through there mm-hmm. it's up to you to walk it that's right and that's it so and that's what i've been doing since then i i've you know i've seen coaches before that but that moment When I got laid off, I said, uh, I realized, and I told you, I shared that story where after that class, it was a Saturday afternoon. I met you the year before in 2017, during the, uh, what was it? Canada versus the world boot camp at the camp conference in Toronto. And Mm -hmm. I see this guy in the yellow Jersey, you know, the hockey Jersey, (laughs) who's this guy? He's nuts, but he's awesome. I love it, you know? (laughs) I love it. And I gravitated to your corner and we were doing these tube exercises and Patrick Savoury, a common friend of ours, he, I was talking about you. So the following year I looked through the course guide and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take your impact bootcamp. And mm. just went, and this is something that's very unique. And I, I started using, doing this as well is at the end of the class, you huddle everybody up oh, and yeah. you inspire them. You talk to them, you go deep and not many coaches do that. And but it makes a difference because you build, you strengthen the relationship, not the connection, the relationship with those around you. And when I felt that, dude, you, it's like you took a sledgehammer and you just rung a bell for me. And that's when I felt it was hit, um, that it hit the reset button when I was going into that conference, figuring out, OK, I'm laid off. Do I go mm-hmm. pursue fitness full time or do I look for another IT job? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know what? This is what I want to do. I can do it. Hey, the following mm-hmm. week, I organized a, family day, a Labor Day family boot camp outside, <laughs> started doing this stuff, connecting with people, people I met at the conferences, following you as well, because you have these, you know, before the GNN, like <laughs> a year and a half ago, you would have these, these occasional lives. I would listen yep. to them because there's always these new messages. And that's why I was drawn to the podcast, because there's always something I can get out of there. You know, so, you know sometimes there's little things, sometimes big things. Mm-hmm. And I just, you know, one of my favorite episodes, by the way, is the one with uh, Damon West, mm-hmm. the coffee bean, because that's what we got to do as coaches, right? Be the coffee bean.
0: That's right. Yeah. And that's a great story. I mean, Damon West, obviously, here's a guy who was a former college quarterback sentenced to life in prison, mm-hmm. who was actually, you know, he, he was freed after a little over seven years of being in prison. And now, has written a best-selling book with John Gordon and doing amazing things. Um, He actually spoke at my mastermind retreat in February before a month before everything went uh, into quarantine. And uh, he is now living a life again, after being through a a lot of setback and at some really tough times, a life imprisonment guys, a life imprisonment is crazy. But uh, Damon now is speaking and preaching about, a coffee bean and what it takes to be a coffee bean mm-hmm.
1: yeah no it that's it. it's a great
0: book great book
1: yeah it got co-written with uh, by
0: john gordon as well john gordon yeah john gordon the story the, the way that story goes is uh dabo sweeney the head football coach at clemson university in south carolina down here uh and john gordon are very good friends and um and uh when john gordon uh met damon west and he went and spoke. John's like, I got to have you you speak at, at Clemson University. Uh, so he speaks at Clemson University. And, and Dabo Sweeney said, that's the best talk I've ever heard someone come in here into our team. And I never heard 100 guys so quiet in their life for an hour. So uh, Damon said, thanks man, that's just my life story. And next thing he you knows, Dabo Sweeney picks up the phone and calls Nick Saban, the head football coach at Alabama. And Nick Saban uh, loved it so much. He started calling, next thing you know, now Damon's all over the country uh, in the last couple of years speaking at the largest universities, teams, NFL, major league, all teams, speaking about essentially, how do you be a life transformer? How do you change your life? How do you, if you ever got an prison in life, whether it be drugs, alcohol, any any setback as big as it comes including like he was in prison uh and and that's what it's about and it's a great book he's a great man i've become good friends with him
1: and uh yeah that's that's how that all transpired oh man you know it was definitely like an amazing inspiring story and it's a great example of you know what you have have obstacles in your life but you know yeah it's it's what makes you what That's you go right. through, you know, it's, it's, those, it's those experience good or not so good, that define yep. who you are. That's exactly right. Exactly That's how you respond to right. them. So, uh, you know, did you ever think you would be when, let's say, you're that quarterback, that young, you know, quarterback, stunning quarterback at William and Mary? Mm. Did you ever think you'd be impacting so many lives today? Cause you are impacting, a, you may, you may not think it, but I see it. I, I see it in the get your mind right book launch at the group. You know, we're, we're a small group, but I see it all the time, man. And in those, in the GNN, the comments, mm-hmm. I know sometimes you see them going through. I know it's a lot, but man. I, uh, I can't say that I didn't see it. I didn't see it
0: doing what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I thought my impact would be as a NFL quarterback. I mean, that was my dream. I mean, I, I honestly thought my goal, my dream since I was five years old was I wanted to be a quarterback. So I thought that <laughs> I would do that and I would be, you know, a, a, a famous pro quarterback and, and and making millions of dollars. And, and uh, you know, God had a different plan, obviously. Sometimes I'll stop long enough, um, usually not long enough, but sometimes I'll stop enough to think about, you know what? Um, It's really, really awesome, Joseph, when when I see someone like you or anyone else that that comments on something and you realize just what an impact maybe you've had in someone's life that you've either either saved somebody uh, from doing something harmful to themselves. You help them overcome Giving them the, the the power to to declare freedom over a, a drinking problem or a drug issue, saying, you know what, enough's enough, and I'm not going to do this anymore um, because I'm not a, I'm not a savior or anything like that. Um, all I am is is someone who's trying to live out my purpose and share it uh, with the world. And by doing so, I think people see that, feel that, and interesting enough, sometimes I think. I wonder if I'm making more of an impact now with what I'm doing than as if I was, if I had fulfilled my dream as a quarterback in the NFL, because maybe my platform is completely bigger or different now because I know a lot of NFL quarterbacks and not all of them do great things with the platform they have. Um, and I believe that my wife and I, uh, 19 years, uh, have been able to do some really cool things together. And sometimes I, I don't, often I don't think enough about some of the things that we've done. It's always like, what's next, what's next. It's one of my things. I'm always like trying to turn that off. Um, but I think when someday when I reflect upon it, it'll be cool to see, you know, the number of people who've gone on to impact hundreds or thousands of people because of something that was either written, a, a talk, a keynote, a live, a, a podcast episode. Mm-hmm. Like there's so many ways now to reach people and, um, I feel in so many ways, like I'm just getting started because it's so new and it's so fast. And like, I just came out my podcast last year too. It's, it's it's like, there's so many great ways now to reach people. So uh, it's, it's definitely something that I'm very grateful for. Uh,
1: It's, uh, you know, sometimes, yeah, like you, you look back on it and just, you look up, you look up at the sky and you say, wow, your journey, the way, what you got planned for me is so twisted, but it's awesome. You know, like, Mm. you know, like sometimes I think about like, you know, Because uh, also, you know, I am, I'm religious in a way as well. And I always think there's always a plan. There's always a plan. And it's like, I just have to make the. I have to take action to make it happen.
0: You know what? I think this is common with people is I, I don't typically stop and think about those things. It's more about (laughs) it's when I talk about get your mind right. A lot of times, Joseph, I'm talking to myself, like, cause in a typical day, you don't stop and reflect about, all that went right in the day, unless it's purposeful, it's typically went, went wrong. What email did you receive that man? It, that you get ten great emails and one with someone who's not happy, uh, and that one gets under your skin, or the one client or member who's not getting the results that they want, and you're frustrated that you know you can't get through to them, or uh, you weren't as efficient or as effective with your time as you wanted to be, and you beat yourself up. So one of the things one of the reasons why I wrote the book was how do I constantly work on flipping the script and the switch so that when I feel these and the human nature goes to what I didn't do or what went wrong, um, that I can flip it and get my mindset on something that's going to put me in a state where when I walk home or when I go home tonight, that I, I don't take what happened in my work and take it into my relationship with my kids. Or I don't mm-hmm. take it into the date night that I'm gonna have with my wife tonight. So that that's a that that takes work and that's hard. That's really, really hard. But that's that's what I really spend a lot of my time right now doing is when I talk about get your mind right, get your mind right, is is spending time with gratitude, spending time with some of the practices I share in the book to really make sure that I'm in the in the focus zone and in that energy zone and bubble that I talk about of I want to make sure that I choose my thoughts. And my thoughts, when I have a negative thought, it's not like, you know, don't honor it. Okay, cool. Just don't live in a state of negativity, a state of pessimism, a state of depression, a state of being downtrodden, whatever it may be. And uh, that's something I've, I've consciously chosen to do. And I battle like heck every day to make sure that I can keep my mind right.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, and that, that's a, mo- a mantra we've all been saying lately, a lot of us, not not just me, but everybody who's been uh, reading the book as well. And by the way, uh, folks, I'm with Todd Durkin, author, not only speaker and business owner, but author of Get Your Mind Right. Get Your Mind Right. 10 Keys to Unlock Your Potential and Ignite Your Success. and I was part of the book launch team, the Canadian the Canadian contingent. So we yes. are Canadian mind right maniacs. Canadian and, strong. There was a lot of a lot from Canada. Yeah, and I, I you, know, you know, we have Candace, we have uh, um, Patrick, you know, and we have Wendy. We're all over here, and we this book when we read it, it was just hit home. Like, and you didn't think it was going to be released during, let's say, a pandemic, <laughs> right?
0: So, no no
1: but i was reading this again like i got this so i got this copy yesterday and there's something about reading physical paper not like reading a book book amen and, and it just reminded me of like yes this this is a perfect time for this book it's like it just came at a perfect time and i was reading a few things where you know we we struggle a lot one of them where you talk about you know the chapter five the key number five You know, to be a master of your time, energy and focus. And you talk about one thing that I was even feeling myself, the FOMO piece about social media Mm -hmm. and how a lot of fitness professionals were, were like filled with anxiety and stress in the beginning because they saw their peers doing Instagram lives every day, workouts. And I know some people doing free live workouts five times a day. (laughs) five times a day and so and then they felt the pressure to go i mean it's great to go on live once in a while to get out of your comfort zone which is great breaks you know be comfortable with feeling uncomfortable but there was that pressure and Mm. it wasn't a positive pressure so i felt that that was a great uh reminder you say you you said just take a step back Mm -hmm. and there are other points Mm -hmm. in the book too talking about habits and even after reading them i changed at least I'm aware I'm I'm going baby steps, but there's one habit I changed was looking at my phone first thing in the morning. Mm, Game changer. Oh gosh, man. You know how much time I have for breakfast now?
0: (laughs) Well, it's not even just having the time. It's the time you have how much more conscious you are when you're eating, like what you're eating. Can you taste it? Can you slow down? Like out of all my rules in life. And I share the 13 in the book. Um, That is number one, and I think it's always going to be number one because the days that I, I break that rule and I go on Instagram or my emails or text first, I just lost 20 minutes. And I get out of my routine of my quiet time, which that messes me up, or it cuts into my workout time, that messes me up all because of I start scrolling on social or or I, I need to get to some email that certainly isn't more important than my workout or more important than my prayer time um, so that it that rule right there for me uh, and for many is if you can do it it's like fighting a drug it's like don't go like you know not to do it but you're just gonna check and 25 minutes later you're, you're in a rabbit hole uh, looking at people's lives and, and all you're doing is you're, you're looking at the other people's lives and everyone's putting up their, their best stuff or, you know, whatever they're putting out and you're just reading everyone else's life and you haven't put into your own life and that's when you start to feel that FOMO and that's that's why I keep saying, like, do you, do you mm-hmm. and don't feel like you've got to be like someone else. I would tell anybody, don't don't feel like, you know, don't, don't try to be me. Oh, I want to Don't try it. You don't want to be, you don't, you don't know my life. You don't want my life. Um, you want your life. You want to learn from other people around. You want to learn from mentors and coaches, as you said, that have been there and done that, but take the gifts inside of you and then craft up the life that you want that, you know, the gifts that you have inside of you, and then live that life because each and every one of us has unique gifts. And at the end of the day, what do we want? We all want happiness. We all want more fulfillment. We all want more peace and harmony on the inside. Because when you don't have that on in the inside, it's this constant, even if it's low level anxiety that gnaws at you and eats at you because you're not feeling like you do enough, you're not putting enough social media, you're not you you haven't written enough books, you haven't written a book, you haven't done this, you haven't created a pot. Like you it's always like, What have I not done? And that what have I not done is like, man, I'm a failure. I haven't done those things. Uh, so it really is like, what is my life design? what am I supposed to do? And if there's one thing that can make the biggest difference in my life right now, what's that one thing I can focus my time on? And then obviously I go into how you chunk your time so that you can be you know, very, very specific with your circadian rhythms and your energy rhythms throughout a day. So you do your best work, your most prolific work at the most important times, uh, based on your circadian rhythms, which I speak about. But for me, it's it's how do you define these rules? How do you define how you want to live your life? And then not getting distracted. I make the analogy of a thoroughbred. A thoroughbred has blinders on. And the thoroughbred has blinders on for a reason. They have a blinders on because they, if, if they don't have the blinders on, that thoroughbred is going to start looking around. And as soon as they start looking around, they're watching the other horses and they're running the other horses race. they staying very focused, staying in their lane, staying where they're supposed to be and looking at the finish line. And uh, that's why I like looking and studying thoroughbreds. They're lean, they eat great food, they get equi- equissage, and, and, <laughs> and they run beautifully. They're beautiful animals.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the blinders are so crucial so they can stay focused. It's like, it's like uh, the receivers, right? Yeah, those receivers who just look back and dude, you haven't even crossed the end zone yet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh man. What was, so, what was the, re- the writing experience like? with this book I know you know I know it started during a time where yeah you uh, you were recovering from a knee surgery right
0: yeah yeah uh, I had knee surgery November 6 2018 and um, the book process started just after that actually and I, I it spanned over about a year's time and there's times in, in in the period where I had to restructure my whole schedule to write Tuesdays and Thursdays I was taking time off in the morning to write. Um, weekends evenings I had a specific schedule and there's times you get in the flow and for a period of weeks you're flowing and you're feeling good and then you get stuck and then you're like you lose momentum and then you're like okay I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it to I'm gonna put it down I'm gonna come back to it when I've got that renewed vigor and energy uh this one was in some ways was my most difficult book to write because my first book, The Impact Body Plan, I had to write it in ten weeks. I had a very hard deadline. I had two co-authors that helped me write it and it had to get done and it was just nonstop plowing through it. So it was that was it. And then my WoW book that spanned over five years and it was really a compilation of different um blogs that I had written over years, short stories. There's fifty-two of them and and that and, and so it was a little bit easier to write. This one was it was a little bit more, I guess I'd say spiritual, and I went into a lot of depth about um, my life and personal stories, and and try to get detailed with the stories. And I and I wanted to have principles. I wanted to have principles in there, and that's why we have the keys. These are principles that whether it's now in 2020 or whether it's in year 2030 or 2040, that these principles are ubiquitous with success and significance and success, not meaning worldly success, but you know, success as far as what your purpose is and living your purpose. So I really try to take all, I mean, I know you can't write like your whole life in a book, but I was trying to take my best practices that I've been pretty diligent at for man, more than a decade and taking all these best practices and putting them into a book that made sense. That was simple. And I mean, I coach people for a living, not just in training, but also in life coaching and to take my best exercises per se and put them in there exercise, meaning not like physical training exercise, but like exercise for life and and strategic planning and, and and life planning. Um, It was, it was a very, very tedious process, but one that I knew I was like on the right path with, because I was sharing everything. Like if, if, if I was to die before I wrote my next book, I feel pretty good that I've got a lot of my systems in this book and on paper that uh, will allow me to, to continue to work on this. And ultimately, then the I write books to impact people, And, and the feedback in just a, a few short weeks has been awesome.
1: No, no, it is, you know, it's, and I, it's a lot of the information in there and like, yeah, you have your story, but it creates like a, it creates a foundation for the, Mm -hmm. the the principles that you provide in there. And, you know, I, I guess, you know, like, we're going to have to have a part two get your mind right. Part two, if I, if I reading dragon edition or something, because, you know, there, I feel like we can do a little bit, you know, there's, there's could be more, it's like a to be continued. That's how I felt when I read it. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the part two, honestly, when I was writing it, a part two could be,
0: and I I share this with you, Joseph, is my part two might be get your soul right. Part three might be get your body right. So you get your body right, get your mind right, get your soul right, because, um, you know, the get your mind right, there could be a very uh, shorter, sweeter version of just kind of like real simple a much simpler book with motivational quotes and, and the different sayings I have. And it'd be kind of a quick, you know, uh, put it next to the toilet when you're going to the bathroom and you just want to read for two minutes on that. This is a little bit deeper. There's a little bit, a little beefier in this. Uh, but I think a, a part two would probably be how people, mm-hmm. how do you get your soul right? I mean, I think that's a question. How do you get your soul right? Cause you can get your body right. We can go out in the gym and train uh, your mind. Right. I mean, I share the different principles, obviously, to help you get your mind right. But the bottom line with getting your mind right, and we all know this, it's every day. It's not like if you do this, you know, this exercise, okay, you're cool, your mind is right. Getting your mind right is an everyday discipline and practice that if you do that, you're more likely to succeed. If you, some of the habits that you do and some of the habits you don't do, like you talk about not turning on the phone, How about, you know, not watching the news at all? How about Mm. throwing your TV away? Like, I don't even know what's going on. (laughs) Right. 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 And that's, by the way, that's, that's a lot better than knowing too much of what's going on because you don't even know what the heck they're telling you is the truth. And it starts getting in your head and you start living in fear Mm -hmm. and you start going down this, this really bad, dark place. So there's a lot of things, habits that we all could eradicate and eliminate that can help us live quote, better lives. And, uh, that's that's what get your mind is right about, right get your mind right is about and yes there very easily could be a part two either to get your mind right or some
1: follow-up additions as well. well i'm looking forward to that by the way <laughs> now i've got a lot of questions so i know i'm gonna try to keep it respect your time i know you're a busy man <laughs> um what what amazing memory
0: did writing this book bring up Um, it's a good question. There's, there's actually there's quite a few. Um, one of the amazing memories that it brought up is um, actually the starting process. I love starting new projects because the creative juices that it flows. I, I started writing this when I was three days, three days removed from having a partial knee replacement. And that was a kind of a dark time of like, man, like when you're down and out and you, you you know, as a coach and trainer who values his health so much, um, I actually look back on it now. I'm like, that was the impetus for the start of a book. Like sometimes our darkest days are, are, are the start of it. So I really, really um, I look back on that with fond memories. Also the, uh, the actual process, I'm one who actually enjoys the process. Like I think there's starters and there's closers and sometimes people struggle in the middle. I actually enjoy the process of writing because I love to write. Um, I wish sometimes I, I could just write, and that would be my job. Like I would just write and coach, like, I, I would just yeah. be writing and writing and writing and and create you know a book a year. Um, but the actual process of writing, um, and getting my wife Melanie involved, I, I, I involved her obviously in some stories of the book, but. You know, my wife, Melanie, was reading this book as I would write a chapter, she'd read this and she'd give me her honest feedback about, about it. And I'd, I'd say, you know, I, 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 am I sharing too much? And she said, no, you're not sharing enough. I'm like, no, not the right answer. Because uh, I'd feel like I was, you know, going and sharing everything. She's like, no, you need to go deeper. I'm like, dang, like um, that process of working with my wife Uh, Melanie certainly was special and I think is a fond memory
1: as well. And then anytime a book comes out, it's a great memory also. Yeah. And, but in speaking of memories, like, you know, I'll tell you something within the book, you know, you're doing research trying to say, well, we're trying to figure out what am I going to put in this book? And, Mm. you know, I can, I can tell you, I I mean, I guess a lot of stuff, you have a lot of great memories, but I'm going to tell you what my favorite, like favorite of your memories is right now. And when I read chapter three, when you share your your relationship with your father, mm. and and also with uh, Ken Sawman Sawyer, Salman. I knew you were going to say that. And mm. it was it was a powerful chapter, and I think, and I even blogged, I commented in the group, it's like, who else oh. got misty-eyed reading this chapter? And it was just so powerful because it just it hit home. You know, just thinking about my relationship with my parents. Mm -hmm. You know, there, we, I've been through a, a, there's a journey as well. There's a a little bit of a story, but you know, it just, it just connected. It was, it was pure. And I think that's Mm. what about this book It's not just giving tips and habit the high performance uh, coaching. It's Mm. connecting and just, and just connect with yourself.
0: When, When you asked me about stories, I thought you meant about stories of actually writing the book, but stories in the book, I definitely would say, I would agree with you sharing the story of my father and saw man in, in chapter three um i find this i i number one i love sharing about my father because he had such a uh, an amazing impact on me and he died when i was just 20 years old and um and i find that the deeper i share a story whether it be about my father about strong which i shared um, mm-hmm. on chapter one like the more i share a story and the deeper i go in the story i find what happens is people are reading the story, but they're really seeing themselves in the story. They're seeing themselves in that story with their father or with their best friend who's saying, hey, you can do this. I believe in you. Go for bigger than when that 600 square foot studio and open up uh, the you know the gym that's 20 minutes away because that's where you should be. Um, or when you're hurt and you're down and no one believes in you and someone's saying, don't forget who you are. You're Todd freaking Durkin. Like, When I share those stories, it's because other people, although you may be hearing me, you're putting yourself inside the story. And one of the things I've learned as an author is the more you share your story, then the more people can, as you just said, relate to it because they're seeing themselves as the character in the story relating to their life and what that means to uh, their life with their parent or their best friend or someone in their life who who boosted them up or a coach who believed in them or didn't believe in them. Uh, mm-hmm. so yeah, thank you for that. Those, those chapter three definitely was an emotional chapter because both of those men, um, passed away and Sawman man, uh, was my best friend. And when he died at the age of 51, he was hit by a, a car driving his, his moped to a workout at six o'clock in the morning. Freak accident. Um, is that, uh, sometimes life literally just knocks you upside the head. And um, I miss that guy to this day. And that was 2012 uh, when I lost him. And there's not a day that goes by that I'm not grateful and thankful for for both of those men, my father and Ken Sawyer for being in my
1: life and I, I, I thank you for sharing that in the book i mean it isn't actually i was reading the chapter my wife uh, just is opening up a new business and mm. just after reading that chapter she were looking at a place like she wanted the final decision so we're mm. going for a second visit we're opening up this integrative health center for pre- and postnatal women um mm. and i just thought about that mm. and it's like you know what It just trigger let's go for it yeah. just go for it and it's going to be amazing. Once that happens, I'll, I'll send you a, uh, you know what? You'll well, get a personal No doubt.
0: You got to let me know. But you know, regardless of, of who you are, I think everyone needs a reminder in their life sometimes about uh, truly what's inside of you because sometimes what happens is when you're opening a business or you're scared, fear starts taking over and you start saying, well, maybe now's not the right time. Maybe now I don't have, I don't have a lot of money in the bank. Uh, I, I don't know if this is the right time because of the pandemic versus maybe now is the right time because there's a pandemic. Maybe the, 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 the lease rates are going to be lower and people need more health, wellness, fitness uh, than ever before. Um, maybe the, the interest rates on loans are going to be so low because uh, people are in need of money and, and we need to get the entrepreneurs you know, rolling again. So everyone needs someone to remind them in their life lift them up pick them up and i think that's why when we talk about you know fire breathing dragons and iron sharpens iron it th- those aren't just words those those are breathing life into you or life into somebody that needs a voice of encouragement because all of us have good things we're
1: trying to do but sometimes we get paralyzed because of the fear um and that's not a good thing yeah i know we especially in a time like now like covid-19 and you know we Fortunately, and it was weird because my wife's been looking for a place for the past you know, for about a year and a bit, mm. and um, you know we signed the the, the papers, the franchise agreements uh, last November, and but then this happened, and we're like, wow, it's a blessing. Imagine we had opened or locked down a place before all this happened, and it, it was just a blessing. And then when we we're looking around, and mm. it's uh, you know it's just how things played out. But yeah, no, it's taking that risk because how how can you move forward how can you grow and uh, one of my uh, i share this and i share this in a few places where you know my my principles of resilience one of them is being uh, you know feel be comfortable with feeling uncomfortable because mm. that promotes mm. growth you know me sharing my story with you if i didn't share my story with you that day what would our what would our relationship be today right right you know or if i didn't message you and say hey want to jump on a podcast with me <laughs> you know and it's. It's taking that step. It's don't worry about the outcome. Just be present in the moment. That's what we're talking about. Get your mind right, being present, mm. being mindful, and getting after it. Forget about the outcome. Forget about what other people may think. That's right. And uh, you know what? This and I'm I'm glad I'm gonna read it again anyway. Does get your mind right? Because you know, I love it. And the fact that I got it, and that's such a beautiful cover. By the way, folks, I'm holding up the book right now, a copy of Get Your Mind Right, which I just got. Um and uh wow. Excellent, excellent read, and you know, you'll, you'll, you'll 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 smile. Everybody, I smile, and I, I even I even laughed with uh, the Doctor J story on the treadmill. Yeah.
0: Yes, <laughs> you know what I realize sometimes you go through a book a second time or even a third time, and you go through a book a second time, you read it differently, and you get out things that you that just kind of passed over in the first the first time. So sometimes I actually enjoy reading a book. If I enjoy it the first time, I'll read it again a second time and I'll actually get even more out of it a second time. So kudos to you on that, Joseph. And I appreciate you doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and and the Dr. J, uh, Pastor Jeremiah, David Jeremiah story, um, I, I, I asked him, hey, I, I got to be able to share this story with people because little do people know that I almost killed you one day. And, you know, they're talking about how good of a trainer I am until, you know, he's such a good storyteller when I leaned in on that treadmill and put my elbow on the speed up button. And, uh, literally next thing I know, I have a 78 year old man doing a sprint at eight, eight miles an hour on the woodway treadmill. Uh, I, I about, I thought I was actually going to be leaving my business for good that
1: day. <laughs> oh Gosh, I was like, wow. And you know what? It's, he's right. You know, you needed that little speed up button to get a new perspective, right? That's a hit the accent. But I was, that was hilarious, man. So well, it, it, Joseph, what, what, what he's talking about, if you don't
0: know, if you haven't read it yet, is, is the next day he came in and thanked me. I'm mm-hmm. like, thank you. Thanking me for what? I about killed you yesterday. He said, no, thank you for hitting my speed up button. I didn't know I, I still had that in me. Sometimes we need other people to hit the speed up button in our lives. And I said, you know what? Here's a 78 year old man who yesterday I had running on a treadmill by mistake at eight miles an hour. And he's thanking me for hitting a speed up button. My first thought was, man, I hope I'm like that when I'm 78 years old. And then two is what a perspective. You talk about mindset, what a perspective to say, thank you. I needed to have someone hit my speed up button. 99.9% of the population would be like, man, you almost killed me. You're a horrible trainer. He's like, thank you. I needed, I needed that. Like, mm. what a great, great perspective when you look at something.
1: Is the glass half empty or is it half full? Exactly. Mindset. Mindset. And that's what we try to coach. You know, we have, pers- you know, it- gone are the days of personal trainers. It's coaching now. We coach, mm-hmm. fitness coaching, whatever it is. got to get into the mind as well and tell mm-hmm. people they can turn their cans into cans. And because, they, you know, we can do anything. We've got to stop that, crush that limiting belief mm. that they have in them, you know, that was ingrained in themselves his whole life. Mm. Oh man, I can go on. You know what? This is, I love it. And I got to have, I got to have you again soon. And one day I do a part two, I guess. Um, because I'm having so much fun. Yeah. Love it. Um, quick rapid fire questions. Mm-hmm. You always do this. I got to do it too. Now. All right. What would be your, okay. This is a little more longer one. How can, what would be your recommendations to coaches right now who are on zoom? What, how can they get in that mindset where they're like, okay, I need to start coaching. What can I do now? Uh, and not burn out. So are these coaches that were coaching at a gym, would you yeah, say coaching at a gym, coaching at a gym, fitness professionals like myself, um, where, yeah. you know, they're they're, 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 they have to pivot. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And a couple of things. I think I'll make this just short and sweet for rapid fire. I, I think that zoom can be an ancillary, Uh, way to reach new clients and to serve existing clients and members. I don't think it has to be an end-all be-all. I believe that people are going to be craving to get back into training live to have the energy exchange. I think it's going to be, it will come around. I do think that some people are enjoying zoom and it allows trainers to go beyond their zip code and reach new people potentially as they scale their own brand out there. So I think it's actually very smart, very intelligent. I think COVID-19 gave us that blessing to really, to, to force you, you know, you know, this necessity is the mother of invention, uh, or right. Is that what it is? Um, so, mm-hmm. as far as like moving forward, here's what I'd say it doesn't matter if it's Zoom, if it's in the brick and mortar, if it's out of the park, you've got to out care everybody. You've got to out serve everybody because right now people don't want six pack abs, they want to feel good, they want to get distressed, the they want to get stressed you know, taken out of them. And, and, and they want to make sure that whether it's on zoom, whether it's at the gym, wherever it may be, that, um, that they are taken care of and cared for. And I think that's an important aspect um, of the overall aspect of training. Somebody like oh, tr- gyms are dead. Are you kidding me? I think gyms are actually going to come back stronger here when people kind of get back to a little bit of normalcy because the, the best trainers are are going to be like, Thriving. I'll end it with this one. As far as this this rapid fire question, the other day I was training Fitness Quest Ten. We had just been, as we record this, been open about a week. I'm training two NFL quarterbacks at the same time. The music was on. There were about seven people in the gym, which is far less than normal. The music was on. People were smiling. There was energy. And I stopped and I turned to one of them. I said, "I've never taken a recreational drug in my life, but this has got to be the closest feeling that it takes." to actually experience that euphoric feeling of what they say. Because why? Because there was an emotion, an elicited response that I was in my happy zone, right? So when you talk about like Zoom versus here, nothing replaces. When you can create a sanctuary, a gym or a studio that serves to light people up, the lighthouse serves people. And when you're, when you're doing your, your exercises and the music's on and they're smiling and eventually there's going to be high fives, but there's an energy exchange. Even now six feet apart. Like to me, I think it's both. I think we want to have that, that, that gym is necessary part of, of our culture and our society. And I think that Zoom provides people added value to your existing offerings as well.
1: Yeah, i that, uh, I agree on that one. You know, this is my sanctuary right here. You can't see it, but I have my kettlebells. This is where I Perfect. train everybody. You know, my basement studio that's right now, and I go to people's yep. homes. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, number two, favorite snack. Your favorite snack, man. I have one in mind. Almonds? Mine that's, almonds? Almond, uh, almonds, if it's quick, or if, if it's quick,
0: or a shake. I do, I do a lot of shakes. I do a lot of shakes.
1: Mm-hmm. How about chocolate-covered
0: almonds? <laughs> That's considered dessert. That's considered dessert. That's my favorite dessert. It's not, I don't snack much on them. That is considered my dessert. Thank you. You, you listened to that podcast. I talked about those darn chocolate cover almonds. Talk to me. They
1: talk to me at night. I feel like
0: I deserve them.
1: Like, no, you don't deserve them. (laughs) You better hope somebody doesn't bring them to you when you invite them over for dinners. Hey, we have a present for you. (laughs) Oh, they're done. They're done. done. I won't invite him over anymore because I love him so much, those, those, those almonds. Mm. Now, here's another question I've been wondering a lot because you're from Jersey. Yeah. Okay, Jets or Bills? Jets or Bills?
0: Now or growing up?
1: I'm not saying now because you never talk about the Jets, man. I always hear the Bills or the Saints, but never the Jets. Yeah, because I, I was a Giants fan. So when you're in Jersey,
0: when you're when you're in New Jersey, you've got New York Giants and New York Jets both play in New Jersey. So you're either a Giants or Jets fan. And I was a New York Giants fan because they had a guy named Lawrence Taylor. They had Phil Simms. And where I lived in Central New Jersey, you're an hour from New York City and you're an hour from Philly. So a lot of Jersey people actually Philadelphia Eagles fans. But the Eagles mm-hmm. were horrible when I was when I was <laughs> when I was growing up. So. I don't talk about the jets much, um, uh, because I wasn't a jets fan. I was a giants fan growing up. And the only reason why I like the bills now, because bills is, you know, bills is way up there in upstate New York. It's not far from Toronto. Actually, um, is my, my good friend from William and Mary Warren to college is the head of football coach for the Buffalo bills, Sean McDermott. So, uh, Sean and I go way back. Uh, I'm I'm his big brother in his fraternity, uh, in our fraternity. And, um, we, we play together at William Mary, and I'm real proud of what he's doing in Buffalo. So if anything, I'm a Giants fan more than a Jets and even a Bills fan.
1: Okay. i, I, note, I noted for next time. <laughs> that's, that's deep. I don't talk about that a lot. Oh, uh, That's sacred ground. That's sacred ground. We don't talk about <laughs> And when I was growing up, you know, you pull for for,
0: for teams. Now, because I, I train guys on many different teams, I, I tend to pull more for the guys than the teams. Uh, I talk about the Saints a lot now because I train a lot of the Saints. Mm-hmm. Um, not just Drew, but you know, a lot of those guys will come out here in, in the months of June and July leading yeah. in the training camp. So uh, I've had an affinity toward the Saints for many reasons, but I've got guys on
1: on multiple NFL teams. So I, I tend to follow those teams, but pull for the guys. Oh, nice. No, that's the same here too. I, I agree with you on that one. Um, now, you, you're B BHAG was to interview John Gordon. Mm. And now I also am assuming your Get Your Mind Right book. What's next for you? <laughs> Vacation. <laughs> 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 mellow yellow time. Oh man, Mellow,
0: mellow yellow time. Uh, yeah, it's funny. <laughs> uh, and it is, by the way, it really is, because the last 90 days have been an absolute whirlwind sprint. And I find that my biggest ideas come from my, my quieting everything down. And my mind hasn't been quiet. My mind has been in total like create mode with the Get Yoke program and the, the, the Fitness Quest 10, our gym uh, virtual page that we're now, we have now running. Um, I wouldn't call this a BHAG, but one of my big focuses is getting Fitness Quest 10 back to somewhat of near where it was because the gym was closed down for 89 days and we just opened up and, uh, it's going to take probably a good three to five months, uh, potentially to get back to where we were depending on what happens. And I'm realizing that you can't really control it. You can control the messaging, but you know, people, people are are all going to come back at their own unique times. Um, so as far as the next quote, you know, BHAG, um, I'm going to stay focused on what I'm doing right now because I love what I'm doing. And on the next mellow yellow time, which will probably, I'm going to get it here next month in July uh, as we film this here in late June. But um, as we, as we approach that, I get mellow yellow time. uh, It'll be really, really stewing come this fall about what that next, next project I'm going to sink my teeth into.
1: Mm -hmm. And everybody I know you deserve that mellow yellow time the most right now. And you know, you've been so, how would I say it? You know, you've been, you've been a, a lighthouse for all of us, mm. you know, mm-hmm. and uh, the things you've done in the past ninety since the beginning of the COVID, the pandemic, even before that, for a lot of people, um, you know, with the podcast, you're messaging the books, you've done a lot for us. And so this break that you're looking that you will have this year is going to, is definitely well-deserved. And I'm, I'm very happy for you. I'm proud. Uh, I'm, hap- I'm happy. I'm happy for you on everything on every level, man. So if people want to get their minds, right, they want to be fire breathing dragons, how can they connect with you?
0: Man, if, if, depending where you hang out, I'm, I'm on Instagram at Ty Durkin website, com, and Facebook, just Ty Durkin FQ 10, Ty Durkin FQ 10. So, uh, I'd say those three. And if you like podcasts like Joseph's here, which is awesome, Mindfully Resilient, I love that. I've got a podcast. Uh, it's called the Todd Durkin Impact Show. The Todd Durkin Impact Show. Uh, add that to your your podcast rotational list along with Mindfully <laughs> Resilient. And uh, yeah, between between one of those, Instagram, Facebook, uh, the podcast, or just
1: com, you can find out all that we're doing. Yeah, and by the way, that podcast is part of my it's part of my listening playlist. I don't drive much anymore. So now I'm listening to it as I'm preparing breakfast in the morning. (laughs) So I have Mm -hmm. that in the background, but yes, folks, please subscribe to that. And also subscribe to the mindfully resilient podcast as well. And I'm going to close this off. Uh, be, uh, before we go, your word impact. And I want to, I just got to say it. It's like the way you say it, it, uh, at the end of every show, it always like hits me. Mm. Do you mind sharing that? They like, just impact, what does it mean?
0: Well, for me, impact is a way of life. Um, you know, my first book was the Impact Body Plan, but I didn't have an acronym of what it meant. It was just kind of a feeling. And over the last decade or so, uh, impact has really evolved into much more than, than a feeling. It, it, it really is. It guides my decisions and and what I do. Uh, Impact is living inspired. I stands for live inspired. What what are we doing to live inspired? M stands for master your craft. How do you master your craft every single day to get 1% better? What is it that you're doing today, tomorrow to get 1% better? Knowing we can't change the world in a day, but knowing that day after day, if we're doing things to chip away, like that iron and iron cutter back and forth, uh, creating that statue, master your craft, whatever it is that you do. P is play at world class. Playing at world class is a mindset. The mindset that, uh, that, uh, uh, that a professional athlete would use to be the best in the world That what he or she does is the same to how you be a great mom or dad or a great spouse. Playing at world class is the mindset to say, I'm going to do things the right way, not the easy way, the right way. And the, and the easy way and the right way aren't always the same way. So what are, you, what are you going to do to make sure that you play life at the right level? And then uh, A is taking action, taking action for what it is that you want in life. We, we dream big and we talk about, you know, dreaming big, but ultimately at the end of the day, we got to take action. And even when we're scared, even when fear is smacking us straight in the face, uh, when we're facing things that we've never faced before and many of us have faced in the last 90 days, how do you take action and take risk? when you're putting it all on, that's called faith. Uh, Having that faith when you take an action. The C is condition for greatness. Condition for greatness is of everything. Body, mind, and soul. How are you conditioning your body? How are you conditioning your mind? And how are you conditioning your spirit and your soul right now? It takes work, it takes discipline, and it takes daily effort to do that so that we can really be conditioned to be the best version of yourself. And the last one is T, tenacity. How do we play with the fervor, the spirit, the energy, the tenacity to make sure that we play all out? Because at the end of the day, when you go to your grave, you want to make sure you're going with nothing left in the tank. Nothing left in the tank. We don't know when that is, so we got to play all out. And we got to make sure that we have the tenacity that when you show up to a game, when you show up to your, your business, you show up to the gym, when you show up to a relationship or to a conversation, that you're all in. Right now, I'm all into this podcast episode with Joseph because right now, this is the most important thing I can do with my time right now. As you listen in right now, the most important thing you can do is listen in right now. That's the tenacity for your kids to show up to school with that that focus that tenacious listening that tenacious uh uh presence and being that's the tenacity it takes so when i say impact that's what all that stands for so my 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 acronym is impact train hard eat right live inspired and create impact
1: wow i'm gonna end the show right there that's gonna be My ringtone when I wake up tomorrow morning. (laughs) Well, TD, thank you very much. Thank you very much for your time. And um, thank thank you.
0: Thank thank you.
1: So I'm going to take a wild guess and say that the flame, the fire in your heart, in your soul is shining a lot brighter right about now that you're feeling more like a mind-right maniac. And if you're already a mind-right maniac before listening to this episode, oh, we just amplified it. And I bet you're going to go subscribe to the Todd Durkin Impact Show podcast after listening to this episode, of course, and hop on Amazon and get yourself a copy of the Get Your Mind Right book. So what's your tombstone statement like? Yeah, I know. When he told me that, when he said, said that, I agree, it is kind of morbid to think about a mission statement in that way, but wouldn't you say it holds a certain, I don't know, power? Or how about significance? When Todd mentioned that he looks at his purpose, his life, by his tombstone statement, I took some time to reflect on that after our conversation. You know, we can all agree that we want to leave this plane, this spiritual plane, Earth, with some sort of legacy left within the hearts of those who surrounded us know, it's interesting how we spend a lot of time writing out our mission statements, vision statements, or self-affirmation statements of who we strive to be and written in a way as if it's currently happening. And please, please do not get me wrong here. Do not get me wrong. Continue. Please continue to write out and refine, regularly refine, review your mission statements, your vision statements, or your personal self-affirmations. But what I started to realize upon further reflection is that Those can be a little more fluid than a tombstone statement that sets everything as if it already happened, creating, as Todd said, something more specific, more concrete, more solid, more definite. Also, I believe that once you figure out what you want your, your footstone or headstone to say, or let me just add what you want your eulogy to say, you can reverse engineer it to create a mission or vision statement. You see your destination, you create this vision of your destination. You know where you want to be. Now, how will you get there? That's the question. Now, thank you for listening to today's episode of the Mindfully Resilient Podcast, episode 25. And I'm so grateful for this milestone and thank you for your support for listening in. And if this is your first time tuning in, thank you for hitting that play button. And don't forget to subscribe or follow the show to stay up to date with new episodes. And if you're listening to the show, to the podcast on Apple iTunes or Apple Podcasts, please take a moment to leave a a star rating and review. I would truly appreciate it. Also, take a screenshot of this episode or take a picture of you listening to the show and share it with your friends and family on social media. And don't forget to tag me and Todd when you do. Now, I usually sign off I'm reminding you to live every day with joy, curiosity, and passion. But I think I'll do something special today. I think in honor of today's episode with Todd, I'll let him sign off. Train hard, eat right, live inspired, and create impact.